0: His love, and from our Lord Jesus Christ. So, it's evidently Pentecost, one of the three major festivals of the church here, but I'm wondering what exactly, what kind of a festival are we talking about today? Well, I think if Christmas has become our nostalgic festival at least in North America, with our sentimental, uh, sentimental attachment to Christmas trees and quiet snowfall as we gaze on the manger. And if Easter is our majestic festival with horns and processions and alleluia's, I think I have to call Pentecost our flamboyant festival. <laughs> what with all the red and the fire and the flames and the noise... Pentecost, celebrating the coming of the Holy Spirit. It's the birthday of the church, and you know how out of hand birthday celebrations can get. Pentecost is all about energy, which is why this action-packed text from Acts is always, every year, a part of this celebration. From the sound of the rush of a violent wind filling the house to those tongues of fire on the heads of each of the faithful to this cacophony of sounds as people start speaking in different language to the wonder that's expressed when people hear what's being said in their own language. But it doesn't end there. No, there's this pushback from the crowd, this jeering of those watching, oh, look at those drunks. And Peter's break into the crowd because I have something to say speech (laughs) that starts with drunk, give me a break, it's only nine in the morning. Let me tell you what's really going on. At which point he launches into an energetic proclamation confronting those watching with Evidence that what the prophet Joel said in days gone by is indeed taking place. This is the outpouring of God's spirit on all people. This is the promised coming of the spirit with prophecy and with visions and with dreams. And even slaves and women will get in the act, which was a pretty radical thing to say. And there will be signs, blood, fire, smoky mist, the sun turning to darkness, the moon turned to blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is dramatic stuff. This is a pretty powerful setup for what appears to be the first altar call ever. (laughs) This is energy, verbal and visual energy. And there is a lot at Whatever else it may be, Pentecost is not intended to be the sleeper festival of the church. Which makes the gospel lesson for today so interesting. In contrast to this Holy Spirit on steroids story from the book of Acts, in John we have this quiet but intense conversation between Jesus and Philip about this coming Spirit. Jesus speaks of his own personal, intimate connection with the one he calls Father. He quietly promises that the one he calls Advocate, this Spirit of Truth, will come and abide with them, will be in them, all for the sake of being connected to the love of Jesus himself, all for the sake of being linked to the source of love. It's a far cry from the dramatic signs we see on the actual day of Pentecost. Instead, Jesus indicates that this spirit is one who can only be seen and known from within, not from without, which is why the world won't be able to receive it. Rather than being a source of action, the spirit, as Jesus describes it, is a source of understanding and a source of peace. Pretty big contrast. This quiet and even tender presentation of the spirit and this far more flamboyant tale from Acts. So which is it? Is the spirit the one given to us, within us, to center us, to calm us down? Or is the spirit the one sent to stir things up? to drive us into action that confronts the world. I should ask the confirmands. Because in good Lutheran fashion, the answer to the question is yes. If you've learned nothing else in your catechetical instruction, for Lutherans, it is always both and, never either or. (laughs) The fact is that the Holy Spirit is that expression of the triune God that utterly Grounds us and relentlessly compels us. The Spirit is at once the in your face, pay attention voice of God and the still small voice that calls you to listen with the depths of your heart. Which is why we can truly say that the most influential activists in the church. And the church's most profound mystics, they're both spirit-filled. They're both spirit-empowered. And sometimes, ideally I think, they are one and the same. On this day, when we as a community stand with brothers and sisters as they publicly commit themselves to living in the covenant that God makes with all of us in baptism, note again how we describe the essentials of this life of faith. It involves living among God's faithful people, hearing the word of God and sharing in the Lord's Supper, proclaiming the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, serving all people following the example of Jesus and striving for justice and peace in all the earth. It is no accident that as we commit ourselves to this kind of a life, our focus has to be on the Holy Spirit. Notice that when we pray for the catechumens, we will pray that the Spirit, the Spirit already present within, might be stirred up. Stirred up within them for the sake of this life of faith. Stirred up together with all those gifts that the Spirit so abundantly provides. Stirred up so that each might be empowered to live in bold service. In clear witness. Out there. This focus on the Spirit within being stirred up for the sake of a life of faith out there. Makes Pentecost an ideal time for this rite of confirmation. Because on Pentecost, we recognize and celebrate that the Spirit is indeed the force of God that both draws us inward to encounter and rest in the divine grace and pushes us as outward to fearlessly confront and to serve the world. I think we probably need to think of the Holy Spirit as God's yoga instructor and CrossFit trainer rolled into one. (laughs) The one who manages our rhythm of life. The Spirit constantly drawing us inward to rest so that we might be sent out for action. Drawn inward. Sent out. Inward kind of like a bad dance. <laughs> it's kind of like breathing. The rhythm of the spirit is meant not only for us as individuals but for us as community of faith. Our theme as Rocky Mountain Synod this past year has been deeply rooted, bearing fruit. Deeply rooted, bearing fruit. It's another expression of this twofold rhythm of our life in the Spirit. We are drawn by the Spirit to sink our roots deeply into the reality of the God we come to know in Jesus Christ. There's a sense in which the deeper your roots go, the more you become one with that water and the soil that gives you life, the more you lose your false identity. And discover your true identity as a child of God. Letting your roots go deep is a lesson in losing control in the good way. I find it telling that our roots are most often deepened through the hardest experiences of life. When we have the least amount of control in those times when the Spirit intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. And yet even as the Spirit draws our roots deeply, that same Spirit pushes us upward and outward, feeding life and energy into our spiritual branches and limbs until we cannot help but burst forth. Assault the world with life and with color, with the fruits we were created to bear. A tree deeply rooted by the Spirit will bear fruit by the same Spirit. And it will be in your face, hard to ignore, needed fruit. It will be fruit that changes the playing field, fruit that transforms the world, Because it doesn't belong to us. It's not shaped by our agendas. No, this truly is the fruit of God's Holy Spirit. And we as the church are the broken but blessed vessel by which the Spirit chooses to share that fruit with the world. You and I are the raw material out of which the Spirit creates the living body of Christ called to speak and to listen, called to serve and to love. Which is why on this day that is our most flamboyant festival, on this day when we dare to stir up the spirit within for the sake of being called out together, we gather here at that table Where in the bread and the wine, we are united with the one who promises us an advocate. Who will ever lead us in this holy rhythm that marks our life of faith. Drawn inward. Sent out. Drawn inward. Sent out. Your life. My life our life. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.